When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're now into the top 100 tennis players in the world. It feels a little bit weird because my ranking, 99, doesn't reflect what I've played this year. Uh, Dustin Brown was playing and I love playing against him or with him. <laughs> I think he, he would not deny this right now. When I play him, there's a lot of times where I have some better shots than him. But it's just not seen. Welcome back, guys and girls. Here we are. It's another episode, finally, of the Game to Love podcast. And, uh, well, sorry for uh, leaving you in the lurch a little bit, but we have had some very special things planned, haven't we, JG? Yeah, we've got a lot planned. We've got a few uh, players, mate, a few journalists. I'm not going to say any names yet, but there's a lot uh, planned on the Game to Love podcast in the upcoming weeks. So stay tuned. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we might as well get into it. We've got uh, him waiting in the wings. It is German Sensation, who has just broken into the top 100 of the ATP rankings in 2020. It's none other than Yannick Hampfman. Hey, Yannick. Great to have you Hello, hello. Hey, thanks for having me. Wow, sensational. What an intro. Hope I can live up to it, you know. (laughs) No, well, I mean, how are you, mate? How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm currently in Munich, um, starting my off-season of preparation. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's winter, it's, it's dark early, and um, but it's okay. You know, getting training done. So I'm feeling good. So from the last time you was playing tennis in the off-season, do you have like a, a few weeks off where you just do completely nothing? Or are you always sort of doing a bit of training behind the scenes, a bit of light hitting, uh some exercise here and there um exercise yeah i would say so of course but tennis i I actually like to just leave it behind a little bit um well the last tournament i played was in paris and i actually uh, retired and i have some issues with my foot and i still have them so we're still kind of balancing that um so therefore i mean after after paris was done and i had a few weeks uh, i actually couldn't play tennis anyways but yeah, so uh, I'm trying to get a, get my rehab going and um, playing a little bit of tennis, but it's a bit challenging. I'm a little bit lucky that the Australian Open gets pushed back a little bit, so yeah. I have some more time to prepare. Um, because usually, like as a tennis player, when you have that much time to prepare for things, it's not that common. So I quite like it. I quite like to, to make a plan like that where we have a little bit more time than usual. And um, so it's a little bit of a bummer that my foot's holding me back, but uh, yeah, it's okay. You know, you got to do with it. What sort of a problem did you actually have? Because you were playing Del Bonis, wasn't it, in the uh, in that yeah. Paris qualification? What what sort of a pain were you ha- having with the foot? Yeah, so initially we thought there was something going on with my tendon down there. Um, the doctors there actually diagnosed it, and 
then it didn't get better so it's actually something on the bone which i hope to be healed in a few weeks so yeah it was it was unfortunate but you know it was, it was a long season i played a lot of matches which was yeah. a good season for me but uh, <laughs> maybe there was a little bit of payback there <laughs> mate good i think you're being too humble you had a brilliant season um you're one of the yeah. big names in 2020 for us we, we watched a lot of your matches and uh, we're going to go through them all starting from the beginning not all of them but just some of the highlights and uh We'll do that in a minute, maybe. Do you want to speak about anything else at the moment, Ben? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, this has been a bit crazy year, hasn't it? I mean, like you were saying, uh, you've got this injury, but and it's come at the sort of the the price of you playing so much tennis, but playing at uh, re- your highest level you've played in your career so far, and getting you up to the highest ranking that you've had. And do you think that this is running sort of a parallel? You're pushing yourself, you're pushing your body a bit harder, and that's when the sort of the injuries may occur yeah i think i had to listen to myself a little bit better in the end because we were i mean obviously i played a lot of tournaments it was back to back a lot of stuff i played a lot of matches which is always a good thing because then it means you're doing well um and then the situation came that oh i have a chance to be in paris in the masters and I mean, I haven't played many masters in my life, so I was obviously eager to do it. But um, I think it was Kazakhstan uh, was the first time where I felt like, hmm, you know, like maybe we're pushing it a little bit. I, I, was, I was feeling a little bit mentally fatigued. And then, of course, Paris, I got in. I was actually seated in the end in the qualities. And um, I was like, okay, hey, let's do it. Let's go. And we went, and at the, in the last practice before my first match, there was uh, something in my back, and I already felt like, mm, it's like a little bit, a little bit drained, maybe mentally. And then you know, one thing led to another. Second round of qualies, it, it kind of hits me like that, and obviously that's unlucky, unfortunate, whatever you want to call it. But uh, in the end, like these little things, you have to be careful with your body, and. Um, yeah, in that case, I was maybe not listening closely enough. But yeah, in it, I could have gone away with it too, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to uh, ask you, because it's one question which uh, only you would probably be able to answer and a, a small collect of people in the world. You're now into the top 100 tennis players in the world out of all of these Billions of people in the world. You're now one of the top 100 people uh, who play tennis in uh, the men's game. What does that feel like to be in the in the uh, top 100? Oh man, I don't sound like like a downer or something, but like you know, <laughs> I, I I feel like for me it's it's kind of come natural a little bit because I felt like this year I was definitely in that category. I just I just couldn't really push in before a few months ago whenever it was and yeah yeah so so it's kind of it's kind of a nice feeling because a lot of things that i thought actually the first time i pushed in the top 100 was for one week in 2018 i think 18 yeah i was when i was 99 for one week (laughs) and um, (laughs) so so ever since then it was kind of like the chase to go ahead and get back there and i finally made it and it feels a little bit weird because this year, like my ranking 99 doesn't reflect what I've played this year. So that's a little bit of a, of, of like, of a bummer of it. But in the end, I'm very happy. I'm a top hundred player. This has been like the goal of every season. Hey, we got it. We want to get in there. We want to prepare for, for Melbourne main draw. That's like, 
it's a nice thing like that's a gratif- gratifying thing to prepare for something in the off season and yeah so so it's not like i'm it's not like a big like thing for me but it's just yeah it's it's kind of like a natural way of, of my development i think nice to end the year though surely just to uh yeah. now you've got like this month or six weeks off and now you're just can sit there you're in the top 100 nothing can change for this exactly no it's, it's fantastic i mean yes yeah, yeah, what, what i wanted to ask you actually sorry, yeah, was uh um, obviously 2020 has not been a great year it's been a lot of bad things happening and stuff and playing tennis and then having the break and then coming back to it again it's been very tricky for a lot of players on tour like there's some really top players like golf fans maybe Monfils. i know he's had a few injuries and stuff uh for you you've done very well so you've seemed to thrive on in these type of uh, situation where you've played a lot of uh, exhibition tennis and it's prepared you a lot for the season for you personally what was your key to uh, making the best of this year and playing so well. Um, I think there's a there's a few answers. I think for sure it's matches. Um, I played a lot, as you said, I played a lot of yeah. exhibition matches. So I had the platform, the opportunity to play early on, and I think I'm a player that um, with a, a little bit of time that we had in the corona, like in the break, you know, we had a really had a really good time just practicing like uh, had a good plan set out for a couple months and i was not really getting crazy about like oh this tournament is cancelled oh we're gonna cancel until then i was just like hey look i'll i'll find other things that are interesting next to my practice and so actually yes the situation in the world was was, was not great and and for me personally it was it was nice though to get away from like the the day-to-day tennis thing the traveling the you know the the tight schedule so i think i took a lot of strength from that i spent a lot of time with my family i had way more time with my girlfriend so there's a few ke- keys in there that maybe made me a little bit I don't know, like, um, enjoyed a little bit more once it came back, right? Once it came back, first tournament I played, I won. And yeah, yeah it was maybe a little bit of that, yeah, that, that feeling that, that got me there. Like, hey, now I'm, I'm playing, I'm, I'm doing my job again. But I, but I had that time before that kind of, like, gained me some perspective on things. And, um, yeah, I'm just... I'm just really happy at how it turned out because I felt like during the practice times in those few months, I felt like my level was really like, it was elevating. I, I felt very comfortable with things that I maybe wasn't so good at. And I definitely improved my net game, my, my serve. So there's a few things where I thought, hey, I'm, I'm really stepping up in a few ways. And then, uh, yeah, but that's one thing, right? You, another thing is to to uh, have a translate to the court like that and to matches, and that's what happened. And uh, yeah, Toadie, the challenger, and Kitzbühel. So yeah, it was a natural progress during the, throughout the the, the clipboard season. Then, and yeah, I'm really happy how it turned out. You you mentioned your serve there. Did you say you actually improved it in 2020? Because it's always been a bit of a weapon um for me your serve's always been brilliant so do you feel like in 2020 it got even better uh, i definitely think so because uh i get away with my kick serve a lot uh, if you if you watch me then you know on, on clay court I, I use a lot of my yeah. kick serve yeah. and which is nice on play but it, it hurts you on hard court a little bit because um, okay. when you rely too much on that serve you you stop serving the first serve the, the hard one 
and we've been trying to 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 get that one more consistent more powerful because i need that on hardcore right i i i'm not playing on clay all the time even though that's mostly what i do um <laughs> wait but, that's yeah. why i've got the clay i put the clay in the background because <laughs> i know you got the you got the clay which i love you got the grass which i love absolutely which i missed so dearly this year actually um nice. so two two of my favorite surfaces uh yeah so so i definitely want that hard serve a little bit more and that's what we've been working on and i think that was one of the keys of this year as well definitely all right so i mean it was just to touch on i don't know we were gonna jump around in 2020 but i know that you were speaking about uh was it the which one was it the the Kitzbühel one or is it the well Tody was the, the the challenger Tody was the first one that uh, that started that that I won and then a couple it, of yeah. weeks after I uh, qualified in Kitzbühel and played finals it was the uh, match I was watching earlier again today just the Laszlo Jair match which was quite an <laughs> epic match that one so back and forth and I think that was just it was just one of those matches you you look like you, one person's going to win, then the next person's coming back. Then it thought looked like that you were going to win, then he was coming back and some amazing shots. But what one thing that I thought was really great about that match was uh, your drop shots in that match were just so good. And you were just getting him to come to the net all the time and you were just firing volleys away. Like really great tactic strategy. Was that something that you've looked to improve as well? Yeah, I love playing drop shots. I mean, it's it's, you know, it's like, one of my favorite things to do on clay is is get that get that kick serve jumping and then the guy is 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 in a defensive stance i would say i have my forehand inside the court i can decide to to push it down the line or go inside out and come in or play the drop shot where where he gets maybe caught off guard a little bit and with him in that match i mean it was tricky because he's very fast um but also as you said he's not that comfortable going to the net so it's one thing to play a drop shot where he maybe just gets there but then has to play a volley so it's it was definitely a strategy to to get him to move in a little bit sometimes because he's very comfortable just running side to side so yeah in that match i mean what do you if you watched it what do you think of that <laughs> game that i served out at 40 15 or I mean, I yeah. What what do you think? What, what when you when you when you saw that game, if you have if you remember it, like what do you think of it? Because I mean, I, I, I I think of it a few times. I mean, I thought it was it. It looked like it was a very very nervy uh, service game, and uh, I was feeling it. I was just trying to serve it out, but it was just it, I don't know. It was just I could see something going through your mind whilst you're like trying to serve it out as well uh it looked yeah. like a really tough game but i i think you just showed like a lot of grit and determination i don't know there was just something that just helped you get it over the line what do you remember what you were thinking in that last game just to I try and... as well i feel like it's the story of 2020 you showed a lot of determination <laughs> at a lot of moments this year and that was the key to sort of reaching that next level whereas maybe other seasons you maybe would have lost some of the matches you won I'm I'm not sure what it was, but I think this year or the short year, there's just a little bit more confidence in my abilities in, in, in those moments where I was gonna go for my shots. And if they're not if they're not working, then you know, at least you went for it. I I tried to take it more than let the other give it to me. So 
there there was a few matches last year at, towards the end of the year in South America where I had some really painful losses, um, uh, and all of those, or most of those losses were because I didn't end up taking it because I'm a player with my with my game style. I have to go for it. Um, I can't really. Like, I'm not like Medvedev or these guys that that can also like stay back a little bit, uh, rely on their their movement, their counter punches. I'm not that good in it, I would say. And um, so I have to go get it. And this year, I think a lot of close situations, I went and took it and just take advantage of, of, of the big strokes that I have. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe that, how, that would explain it. How did you manage to, like, because that was like the remarkable thing about that Laszlo Gere match was how how did you manage to overcome like losing the two match points and then getting yourself back in the right headspace to actually go on and win the tiebreak in the end? I mean, that was the incredible thing about that. I thought it was such a back and forth match, but to actually to come back and actually still get yourself back in because we've seen players this season that hasn't happened in that way and they've actually lost match points and like we saw sit a pass. He obviously had that famous loss this year to uh, Borna Choric in yeah. the U.S. Open, where you lose all those, and then the whole the whole match sort of goes away from you. But yeah. you sort of like re- regain your composure, and then we're able to serve it out in the tiebreak, which was really impressive. Yeah, yeah, I, I still know exactly how it, how it felt because it's very painful You're in a semi-final of ATP, and you lose that game where you're on serve in altitude on clay where I don't think I should lose a lot of service games. But in that game, I was rushing a lot, and I was just trying to get to the net, go serve and volley, just you know, force it a little bit, because during yeah. the whole match, I actually did not feel comfortable on the baseline, so that's kind of funny. But, but uh, yeah, so I remember I lost the game. I, I, I turned back, and, and I said to myself, okay, hey, it's semifinals, it's five all in the third. It's fine, you know, like, you get to the next point, and I'm not sure how, how that five all game went. I'm I want to say that I have a, had a chance in it, but I'm not you sure. Three three break points in the next game as well. You had okay, yeah. There yeah. you go. So so it was <laughs> difficult, but 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 in that moment, yeah, I think I was very I was very methodical. I was very like point by point. I was trying to like you know take the chances that I had and 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 go for it and. Yeah, in the end, in the tiebreak, I, I remember I reminded myself of of the semifinals that I played in Kstad like uh, three years ago, where when I won against Robin Haase, seven six in the third as well. So there's yeah. some of these memories can help you sometimes, like 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 flashes of those like give you hope and 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 give you back some belief. And uh, I also kind of was enjoying it because I I remember against Jerry it was it was a tricky match. We, I, I didn't feel comfortable against his game style, but I was very, my, my energy was very good, which in turn in the next day against Kachmanovic in the final, I had a good feeling on the court, but my energy wasn't that strong. So in the end, energy is a little bit impo- more important, I would say sometimes, even though if you don't, if you might not feel great. But yeah, that was a great match. I, I mean, in the end, like, let's be honest, I could have lost it already too, so. 
it's, well, you know, it was one of those. Some, some, some had to go your way. Someone he else. was having a lot of luck, though, wasn't he? But I, but I don't know. Is it luck? Is it skill? Sometimes, but you were in, even coming to the net, and he seemed to some of them, he just got a racket on, and it flew past, like, round the side of the net and managed to still clip a line on some of these shots. So I, I think on those days, you did well to any other player. He probably would have beaten, but you managed it to was, have It was certainly goal. very close. But um, yeah. I've got a question yeah. for you, actually. And it's regarding, obviously, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've won six Challenger titles. Uh, you've reached two finals of the AT, of two ATP 250 finals. Uh, unfortunately, losing both of them. But where does it rank for you with winning the Challenger title compared to reaching an ATP 250 final? What for you? What's the greater um, achievement? Uh, I mean, tough to say because they're all like so different, right? It, the, all these tournaments are so different. But um, for example, the Braunschweig Challenger title, um, I don't know yeah. the, how many it, it was, but there was a tournament that gave me top 100 for a week in the middle. Um, uh, main draw i think that was the cut that week was the cut for main draw in uh, us open so that week was also very stressful because i thought about these things and i managed to keep calm win that title that was really special because it was at home um yeah. start being the first coming out kind of of me like getting to the finals playing for nini um in an unbelievable um atmosphere like the the, the stadium is so cool um, they had like a, a, a flight show uh, like like some some jet pilots like it was it was so nice so Kshad is is, is really Sounds really cool, cool. yeah, yeah Kitzbühel is just a little bit different because it was there was not that many spectators at least in this time there were some spectators yeah. but yeah. it was not like that final like, experience right as as it usually would have been in an ATP um, it's tough to compare all those, you know. I, I I have them all in my memory, and I sometimes I go go through them. But Braunschweig was very special. Kstad was special. Um, Kitzbühel was was a lot of fun uh, during the week because I actually started out feeling really shitty in, that, in the first round of qualies. I remember telling my coach, coach, uh, or we had a talk, and we we're like, hey, I'm I'm not feeling it. I don't I don't want to practice. I don't want to like it's it feels a little bit tough right now and and he just said yeah you know maybe sometimes you have to see it as work too and and i i remember like first first round of quality i, I saw it okay this is my working day um i gotta get my job done and at the end let, let's hope when i clock out it's, it's a w but yeah so so we we, we kind of kept like some kind of momentum we built up a little bit in that week so yeah every week's different um and I have some fond memories of those of those tournaments. And I must say, mate, we're talking about your job. I'm very jealous of it. I must admit, I'm, <laughs> I'm only behind the screen talking about it, but I would love to be on court myself. I'm just not very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to actually ask you, it was uh, interesting you brought up one of the tournaments I was going to bring up to you, which uh, was the Braunschweig uh, tournament. We've uh, spoke to uh, Yevgeny Donskoy, and he was saying mm -hmm. this was his favourite tournament on the tour. And he said it's okay. like it's uh, one of the like most vibrant atmospheres. They have live music there and stuff like this. Yeah. Everything's going on around this tournament. It's uh, a great atmosphere, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, can you tell us any more about it? Because we actually want to try and, when everything goes back to normal, think this is one we're going to target going to one of these tournaments to uh, come and see some of the tennis there. Yeah, you should you should definitely do it. Um, it's I think it's voted best challenger a lot of times already. Um, wow. So the whole the whole setup there is great. For uh, let, let's start like 
the hotel is okay. Um, it's a Steigenberger hotel. It's in a park, and you have to cross through the park to get to the tennis uh, court. So <laughs> yeah. every day, I mean, you can choose to go with the shuttle, but I don't think anyone does that. So you you walk through the really nice park to to the tennis court. So that's already that's a plus. Then uh, tennis courts, uh, the club is really nice. It has like a, a few courts. It's it's always good good times with, with practice because there's there's enough courts. Every day, I think from Monday on until Sunday finals, there's a live event at night, and usually it's it's really good with with spectators. So there's always like the crowd is really good, and um, I'm not sure about the music. Because I think there's a lot of German music. Um, I'm not sure if you guys would like that, but it's uh, funny that that Evgeny uh, said that. But uh, I think a lot of players like Braunschweig. Um, it's the setup's great. The tournament's really good. Um, yeah, and, uh, and I've won it, so that's that's always a plus. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't worry about that. Ben with a few beers, any music you put anything <laughs> on, you'll love it. I was going to say yeah. one of my friend one of my friends is a uh, German. He's actually in a band as well, and uh, he's from Hanover, but. Uh, He's uh, been on tour to Brunschweig and then they've played a few mm -hmm. gigs around there. So he said, yeah, it's a really good place, really nice uh, town or city to uh, yeah. just be playing music in. It's really vibrant. Everyone loves the music scene there. So, a question for you think... about playing in Germany. Oh, sorry, you say what you're going to say, sorry. Yeah, I think it's a it's a great blueprint for for other tournaments. Like if you if you make those those tournament weeks, uh, if you make events out of those like Brunschweig does, I think it would attract so many more people. I think that's a, that's a it's just a great idea. Well, it's something we've spoke about a lot on the podcast, haven't we, Ben? We feel like tennis certainly does need a kind of a little bit of a rebrand in terms of if they yeah. can sort of use that as a model and more tournaments follow suit. I think it will sort of appeal to a wider audience and in, yeah. in theory help tennis grow, allow you guys to get paid more and uh, everyone to be happy, really. Yeah, we 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 want fans to be be more involved and have a have a good time. I I would love for a fan to like say, hey, I'm going to a tennis uh, event, tennis tennis tournament, and not just because of the tennis match, but because you know, there's something else there. So yeah, I hope that. I mean, look at the Grand Slams; they work because they're events, right? Um, but but all the other tournaments. I'm not sure there there's a few where you know maybe you you're lacking some some event type character and entertainment character yeah. and um yeah. what did you think of Cologne this year that's why I wanted to ask you we obviously had that live band that was playing in between the uh yeah. like, like the changeovers I, I wasn't there I saw it on live stream a uh, live stream live stream live stream um <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it was interesting i actually have not asked uh, any of the players do you have any feedback on there no no not feedback not from players yeah. no i think uh the management from i think it was weindorfer the emotion group i think they're trying to do these things and uh, i know that they were very engaged in it so it's a bummer because they were planning to go ahead with spectators but then the measures got tightened up so yeah yeah, I don't know. I I'm not sure if they lost a lot of money on that or not. I, I hope they did well because we need more tournaments and they're yeah, certainly they tried. Yeah, on the topic of tennis in Germany, uh what's it like playing in Germany for you? Is it do you find it's more pressure? Uh playing in front of like uh, there's probably more fans and maybe some family there as well. <laughs> uh do you, does that add a lot of extra pressure on you? 
Hey, if you if you check my, my activity over the years, you should know that answer. <laughs> exactly. You know that he does well in Germany. And if you'd seen his exhibition stuff, you were playing obviously at home in Germany, all these exhibitions. I think you had a run of 14 matches of winning in these exhibitions, which was fantastic. No wonder you're on such hot form this year. Yeah, I mean, to sum this up, this question, I love to play in Germany. I, I love to you know play around home and I think I've always done well. Um, even in German speaking countries with Stad and Kitzbühel, right? So I guess yeah. I guess all of that is is, is home for me. Um, yeah, and the exhibitions, they they were fun. They were lighthearted. Uh, Dustin Brown was playing and I love playing against him or with him. <laughs> yeah. I also did I also did an uh, exhibition with him in my hometown club in Karlsruhe where I asked him to play with me and, and we played a mixed double. So I always try to get him involved in something like this because he's obviously bringing some, some, something else to the court. And um, yeah, so that, that was a great kickstart for this year. You, you include Dustin Brown and the highlight reel always gets a little bit better. He's got a few shots, which I've never seen any other player pull off. Yeah. 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 With Dustin, it's fun because... <laughs> It's funny though, I, I must say, and, and I think he, he would not deny this right now if he would be on here. I think when I play him, there's a lot of times where I have some better shots than him, but it's just not seen. That's the problem because he's done it over and over and like on the officials. So I can't get it done in official matches, only against him in exhibitions. Uh, Maybe one day, 2021, I reckon. You're in the top 100, though, so you've got that. You've always got that to uh, bragging rights. So that's well, yeah, but he's been there, you know. He's been there. I know. He's, he's had a hell of a career, man. He has. I know. Obviously, yeah. We don't want to stray too much away from yourself, though. And if we can get Dustin on ourselves, we would love to speak to him, too. I wanted to speak to you about... Uh, whilst we can, a couple of the massive wins you had this year. You obviously had some incredible wins. Uh, one I wanted to bring up, which was you actually blew him off the court, Casper Rude, who's just been one of the best clay court players probably uh, coming through. And you beat him 6 2, 6 1 in <laughs> Sardinia. Absolutely destroyed him. Uh, what was that match? Does everything just go right in that match? What so I would I would like to go uh, in two different directions here. One one direction is the, is the humble one, and the other one is the yeah. I mean it's two and one. So I'm gonna go with the with the other one first. Um, so it was a tricky tricky court to play. First of all, there's there's a few bad bounces. The court was smaller, so I don't think he has played on on a on a. I mean, it's smaller smaller. I mean that uh, you know she didn't have that much um, space behind the baseline. Yeah. I think he's a guy that now he's a little bit more going towards the Rafa ways of returning and uh, team ways of returning. No, Medvedev, yeah. Medvedev. That's a guy. Medvedev as well. And um, so he didn't have that. And my kick serve hurt him a lot because it was quite bouncy still. And um, so, yeah, it was like it was a bit windy. It was tricky to play. My kick serve was hurting him on his backhand a lot. I was playing some drop shot. I was, I know his game, and I, I and I think actually that his game matches bad against my game um, when I'm when I'm on a, in in good form. Um, and because he couldn't really stay back that much to, you know, when he has more time with my kick serve, he can like loop it in and and, and get me involved in a rally. I didn't want that. I just wanted to to destroy the game. I was like kick serve, boom, or drop shot. 
um, my returns were either miss or, or going big. And so I think that messed him up a little bit. And um, two and one was, was a little bit too easy than it actually was because there's a, I think there was a time in the, in the, in the second set, the, the beginning or so, where it got close. Um, and I managed to, to win all the close games, which I didn't in the next day against Musetti. <laughs> so somehow we go back to you. Um, but yeah, I just played a good game. I destroyed it a little bit. He didn't have any rhythm. And then sometimes it can look ugly. <laughs> yeah, on, on the subject of Massetti, obviously we're huge fans of a few a few of the newcomers really on the tour. Massetti, one of them. You've got Alcaraz Garcia as well. Incredible talent. Yeah. What's it like playing these guys? Yeah, I mean, I played both actually. It's funny. Uh, I played Musetti already twice, and uh, Alcaraz I played him last year, where I didn't know him at all. But this year, I've seen him in those uh, Italian challenges. So. I've seen both of those guys up close and um, I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed in how different they are, but how good they are at what they do already. And um, obviously Alcaraz is this, you know, this going maybe more this, the Spanish school, the, the Rafa, the Ferrer, and I mean, he has Ferrer in his corner. Um, so he's very focused. He's, he's, he seems like a hard worker, but he also like, Yes, he's a hard worker, but he also has got this fluidity in his game and this super explosiveness. And um, like you can tell that this guy, he's going to be very solid and he's going to be very solid to beat, very tough to beat. Um, whereas Musetti, I feel like he's going to have much more highs and much more lows than Akaras, where he's a little bit, where Akaras more steady. But I mean, I watched Musetti play Varenka in Rome. I saw the whole match. I was like, Ugh. That was yeah. that was that was something that was crazy. Um, and the Shikori and, as well in the next round. But that was already like I thought, yeah, he's gonna beat him. Yeah, yeah I know. Him. <laughs> How crazy is that that we think that he's yeah. just gonna take out Nishikuri? Former yeah. world number five. Crazy. Yeah. So so these guys are gonna be interesting to watch. And um yeah, I'm I'm happy I beat Musetti once this year, so <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's a brilliant achievement. Not many players can say they have beaten him. He's been on fire this year. Yeah, yeah, and in Italy as well, you beat him. Yeah, again, <laughs> again, again. The key, the key to that match was my quick serve. It hurt him on the backhand. Uh, that's yeah. yeah. No, it was a very good tournament. That one, obviously, you won the Toddy Challenger. We were uh, sort of covering that one uh, on the podcast and giving uh, all the fans updates on that one uh it did really well i knew that was the only set you dropped the whole tournament was against Massetti and all straight yeah, sets that's a, that a, that a toughest match in a week for sure yeah and i bet the that week it was incredible though because some of the players you played you've got Cecinato there moroni yeah. obviously these are all italian guys in italy and then the finals the batter morales is actually an extremely very good player he, he's beaten a lot of players this year i think he won a few tournaments towards the end of the year um, yeah. What's it like playing him? Is he tricky? Yeah, I played him twice. Uh, no, actually, I played him three times already in the last month. <laughs> yeah, yeah I played him. Yeah. I, pl I played him. I played him. Toddy. I played him in uh, Cordenance, and I played him in Paris. So, yeah, I, I, I've gotten to know his game a little bit. Um, he's a weird player for a Spanish guy because he doesn't have much spins in this game. He's like more of a side to side mover hits the ball or tries to hit the ball a little bit more flat and um, yeah he's a fighter he's uh you gotta yeah. you gotta grind it out against him and 
in some ways, like in Cordenos, for example, the conditions were really tough. Like you could not, the balls weren't bouncing. You could not hit a winner. It was really tough to play him because you need to find ways to get it out of his rhythm. And um, yeah, so against him in Todi, what was good for me was that with my ball was bouncing really high. So that hurt him on his backhand. So I could take advantage of that. And in Cordenos, I, I didn't have that. I didn't have that effect on my ball. So it was much more challenging to win points. So that's why it was such a battle. I actually destroyed a rocket after that match. <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, it was cool. I really, I really enjoyed the match because it was, it was just a battle. And then in Paris, uh, obviously, it's not clay. It was like a faster hard court. Um, yeah. I think I was the better server in that match. And yeah, I, don't, I don't think he was that comfortable on that surface. Um, yeah. Yeah, but but he also. he played he played some great weeks this year, and yeah. um, I'm I'm looking forward to what he can do next year because I think he's a he's a tough player to play against when you're not on your best. I guarantee it. Next year, you two are gonna have a lot of um, exchanges. I think. Yeah. Well, hopefully, one. I mean, if if he gets to you know if he gets to the ATP tour, he can play against me. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the That's what we like. That confidence. Hey. Fighting talk, it's out now. Yeah, um, I wanted... I'm already scared in that payback from this. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what we what we really want to know is obviously fantastic year in 2020, uh, the best one. Uh, what is the target for 2021? Obviously, we've got to hope that all the tournaments are now going to take place and we're going to see a bit more of a fluid year of tennis. What's the target for for you? Uh, have you got an aim for? rankings or yeah i mean first of all i gotta get healthy um and then my biggest aim is actually to um make it to the olympics somehow i need to Uh i know there's a few criteria involved that i need to still fulfill i think it's top 80 um i gotta be one of the four players four singles players in germany so it's not entirely up to me but if i have a, a good time i think the cutoff is after french open if I have a good time until then and maybe can can get to somewhat top 80 or something like that, I have a good chance. That would be a big goal. Um, I want to I wanna be, if it's played, I want to be in the Davis Cup team, which is not easy in Germany, of course. Um, and yeah, I want to play all the main draws in the Grand Slams. I want a few rounds there because I have not my best of five. Um, and yeah, I want to be in the top 100. Uh, I don't know how the t- tournament calendar will be, so... I'm not expecting it to be as full as, as the recent years, but maybe it is. I don't know. Um, yeah, well, talking about German tennis, it's actually super exciting. I'm just, I've am just i got it up here, actually. And you've got Zverev, he's number seven in the world. You've got Struff, 36. Dominic Kwepfer, you had a brilliant year as well, 66. Yeah. You've got Cole Schleiber, 98. And then yourself in fifth, 99. So yeah. um, if you want to get the top four, as you say, for the Olympics, it's going to be very tough. You're going to be... You and Kohlschreiber maybe battling it out. And then you've also got, who else is there? Daniel uh, Altmaier. Stebby as well. Stebby and Altmaier. Oscar Otti, just in the yeah. wings. Yeah, there's a few players. I think Germans had a, had a good few months. Um, yeah. Altmaier with that with that uh, French Open run. Otto yeah. with, with a lot of tournaments. So, yeah, we're maybe we're pushing each other a little bit, right? Maybe maybe it's like it's a little bit of that German series that we played just before the restart. Um, I see some good things for German tennis and hopefully I can be a good part of it. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, uh, I, we don't want to keep you too long. Uh, obviously, we've uh, 
had you for about 40 minutes now. But there's one uh, thing that we want to do with our each guest that we have on the podcast. It's just like a little uh, game where we give you two things to choose from and then you just have to tell us like a quick fire questions, that type That's of thing. Is that, yeah? It's a bit of fun for sure. It's, but before we do that though, Ben, there's yeah. one thing I do want to say. It's a question we ask every player we've got on and that okay. is who is your favourite player to watch on tour right now? Sure. Uh, curious. Hey, <laughs> any reason for that? I think I know the Enter- answer, but entertainment, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, can, I totally agree with you there. I think he's super entertaining. Yeah, yeah. He he brings people brings eyes on the eyes on the sport as well, which is always a positive thing. Even if it's for a negative reason, it's positive that he's bringing more yeah. eyes to the sport. But yeah, should we kick off with the game that we call? Shot clock. <laughs> yep. Okay. Do I have 28 seconds or 20, whatever it is. No, we're just going to fire you the questions quickly and then we'll just have you just give us the answer as quick as you can. And uh, yeah, if there's anything you don't want to answer, then just say, Pa. You need to clarify that. If there's nothing you do want <laughs> to answer, you don't feel under pressure, just say, and we don't have to answer it. Just say, pass or whatever. Yeah. Uh, however, there's nothing too bad. It's all a bit of fun. Lighthearted. We'll do make a nice co edit as well. We've got all the different things coming up. Uh, Who do you like so better, have- JG or Ben? Yeah, <laughs> that's, what that's, that's what I said to him. I was like, why can't we have that question? You can uh, have it on there. I'm too scared of getting zero votes at the end of the period. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just one of those things. On the last one, though, I we said you can just say pass, but I think I had too many beers before we did it and I forced an answer out of uh, the Gil Gross we had on the last one. So uh, <laughs> we're not going to do that on this one. I'm going to be uh, nice and fair. So, all right, right let's kick it off. Let's yep. play. Shot clock. Time. Right. So the second person on GTL's shot clock. And they're going to be, you're going to either get a choice of two things, Yannick, or we're just going to ask you a straight question and just give us an answer. So yep. we're going to start off. Backhand. Single or double-handed? Double. Winter or summer? Summer. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Bayern Munich or Dortmund? Karlsruhe. (laughs) (laughs) Tea or coffee? Tea. Favourite Grand Slam? Wimbledon. Underarm serve. Good or bad? Depends against who, but as a as a tool in tennis, I like it. Huh. Babalao head. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> Babala or head? The brand. Head, of course. Uh, Netflix or Amazon? Netflix. Something you can't do. Right now play basketball. Uh, your favorite surface? Well, clay and grass, I would say. Ah. Alcaraz or Massetti? Pass on that one. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Becker or Stick? Becker. Starter or dessert? Dessert. BMW or Audi? Audi. 
The first thing what comes into your mind? A lion. <laughs> <laughs> lion judge or technology? I don't care. If you had a superpower, what would it be? Flying. Favorite genre of music? Hip hop. Who is the goat? Michael Jordan, I would say. Well done, you've passed the shot clock. Uh, yeah. How was that? That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, I don't know why it. I said lion though. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, maybe it's just that uh, that fierceness you've got inside you this year that is going to take you through. You're inside the top 100 now. Going to see I sh- inside I the top. Said, I should have said gorilla. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lion was a bit of a strange one, but if you're thinking about lions, it's all good. Yeah. But I just wanted to say once more. Thank you so much, Yannick. You've been an absolute blast to have on the podcast. Uh, I think I speak for both of us when we just say what a fantastic year. We've been following you all year. We're going to be following you all of next year. Hopefully we can come to some of your matches, if possible. Yeah, and I think 2020 is going to be a big year. Good luck. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Say hi if you're out there. We will do, mate. You have a fantastic Christmas and I hope the foot heals up and have a great new year too. Thank you. You too, guys. Thanks for having me. Cheers, buddy. See you later. Bye-bye. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.